Buckle up! It's showtime! It's time for the green room with Sean Green. Oh, no, that? With the show! All right, let's do it! All righty then, let's get started. And now for the moment no one's been waiting for. Dudes, check this out! Welcome everybody to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on 247comedy.com presented by, well, sponsored by Amazon. You go to SeanTGreen.com, click the Amazon link, support the podcast today. And uh, yeah, I'll have a special Black Friday link because I know Amazon's going to have tons of deals for um, all you blacks out there who are going to be doing shopping on Friday. Stealing, uh, stealing some of my dad's material. I'm actually back east uh, here for the weekend, or actually a week rather. Came back east uh, for Buddy's wedding. Now I'm going to be hanging around for Thanksgiving. I got my main man, uh, Zach, here, uh, playing wingman on the podcast. What's happening, Zach? What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Not much at all. Wait, so uh, are you are you around on Christmas then or no? Yeah, or... no, I'll be coming back for Christmas as well. Nice. So I will, uh, I'm will. i going to be doing another, uh, another show here at the Steel Stacks, uh, December 20th. So stay tuned for that. I'll also be, well, this... Uh, Coming up, if you guys are listening to the podcast here on a Monday, if you're in the Lehigh Valley, or I think you can uh, stream them online, WZZO, Tuesday, the uh, 19th, I think it is, or the, maybe it's the 20th, I will be uh, hanging out on the Bearman and Keith morning show. Bearman and Keith, of course, local legends here in the Lehigh Valley. They, uh, you know, basically uh, everything you'd expect from a classic rock morning DJ team. Good dudes all around. A lot of fun to go in there, hang out. I mean, Bearman and Keith. It's it's basically picture the guys who would be the Bearman and Keith, and those are those guys. And uh, yeah, it's ZZO. It's classic rock. It's uh, well, classic rock in today's rock. I remember Bearman got mad at me once when I said, "Oh yeah, I love ZZO. I love classic rock." And he's like, "We play modern rock too." He got pretty upset about that. They so. don't really play that much modern rock though. We listen to it at work. It's mostly old stuff, but it's good stuff though. Can't yeah. go wrong with like. You know, Thin Lizzy, uh, Jailbreak, gotta love that song. Great yeah. tunes. Yeah, that's mostly what I do when we get high, or <clears throat> when I get home, we just hang out. <laughs> Stepped on it a little there, but we just hang out, uh, you know, drink some beers and listen to classic rock, and uh, watch YouTube videos and talk about high school. It's it's amazing how you can fill up so much of your day just bullshitting like that. That's essentially what a podcast is, so good times, and yeah, it's always fun hanging out with the family. My dad... Uh, I watched the Eagles game with my dad, and dad just, uh, you know, the Eagles have uh, played like shit this year, but my dad is just, he's in rare form. He's uh, firing off a lot of one-liners. He was, uh, <laughs> well, first off, he got an iPhone, so that's always exciting when uh, parents get a new piece of technology. And so it always takes them a while to figure it out, and then they're like, you know, trying out different things. <laughs> and uh, my dad, I got a text message from my dad the other day, and it was just a box. And I just assumed, that's all it was, just like a blank box in the text message. And I was like, oh, he must have just hit the wrong button and sent yeah. something. He can't be using emojis, right? <laughs> no, he came no. up to me. He goes, hey, you, uh, you, get my, you get that emoticon I sent you? I was like, no. Wait, he said that? <laughs> yeah, he, he downloaded some, he downloaded some uh, custom iPhone app that you can do all these wacky emoticons. And I was like, what was it an emoticon of, Dad? Uh, just some guy who looked really cold. <laughs> like, I was like, why would you send that to me? I don't know. I thought it'd be funny or something. I don't know. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. And then he's just sitting there watching the game, getting really pissed off at everything. He uh, And uh, we were watching the Eagles games. And they were, well, they do that thing that uh, always cracks me up with uh, football announcers when they make the 
football announcers read the promos for the sitcoms coming up. Like, hey, it's a <laughs> funny Tuesdays, and uh, we got uh, you know Ben and Kate, and uh, you know carpoolers, and you'll laugh your fox off. And they always, they always. I don't know. I don't know why they make the yeah. football announcers read the promos. But my dad looks at me and goes, I don't even know why we have to hear about the Mindy Project. He got, really, <laughs> he got really bad about that show. He said he watched it once on a plane ride, and he got really frustrated. Yeah, the, um, Joe Buck, he, I hate when he's on uh, when he's doing it because he, he, it's like the most climactic part of the game. And then they go to Joe Buck for like an announcement about Hangover. It's like, dude, listen, nothing <laughs> that people have in common with Joe Buck that like Hangover, the movie Hangover. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I don't know. How does this work, Zach? Because name another – I mean, essentially, football is a TV show. It gets ratings like a TV show. It is advertising. It's actually one of the few TV shows that people watch their commercials because they're watching the live game. It makes a ton of money. But, you know, TV is all about, hey, what's popular? Who's the best actor? Who's the best actress? Who out there in television is as hated – has Joe Buck and still has their job. There's there's like a I hate Joe Buck fan page on Facebook has like 200,000 likes. Yeah, nobody likes Joe Buck. He sucks. He doesn't like the Phillies. <laughs> he doesn't like the Eagles. He's clearly likes the Cowboys, you know, he, and he's clearly biased, but I yeah. I've never met a sports fan who defended Joe Buck's announcing. How does he still have a job? What isn't your isn't part of being announcing like making the game more enjoyable? If everyone actively hates one announcer, yeah. I get it. Like I don't like Troy Aikman because you know I'm an Eagles fan. He used to play for the Cowboys, so I'm not a huge Troy Aikman fan. But the guy's still probably a decent broadcaster, and I'm sure there are Cowboy fans or other people who like Troy Aikman and say he's a good announcer. But there's no one out there who argues for Joe Buck. Yeah, no, a couple of kids I know that are Yankees fans because obviously Joe Buck is pro-Yankees because he's a jerk-off. But uh, he would always say things like, uh, things that cracked me up were, amazingly, the Phillies made it to the World Series in 08. Not amazingly, asshole. They fucking played good. What is yeah, he talking and about? He, oh, man, he had one of the greatest overreactions I've ever seen in any sort of sports or anything. It was uh, when Randy Moss caught a touchdown pass and he fake-mooned. The uh, crowd. Oh, right. yeah, he yeah. didn't even actually pull down his pants. He just pretended like he yeah. was mooning. Joe Buck was acting like it was the biggest disgrace in uh, you know in sports history. Uh, oh man, that was so that was so funny. His overreaction to that uh, to that one play was even, even. How about the one when Joe Buck returned, or um, when not Joe Buck, when Deshaun Jackson returned that punt, and Joe Buck went, uh, "He's still not in. <laughs> now he's in." Shut up, dude. You know, he's such a – I hate him, dude. Yeah, he's, he really is the worst. All right, now we got a uh, – I got a new laptop. We have a little setup here. I'm going to test um, playing the Joe Buck uh, Vikings call just to hear – because now I think I can look up Wait, stuff. hold on. Before you even press it, it's some random thing on YouTube that Sean just found, and the <laughs> – the someone, whoever put the video on it, says, Randy Moss, Moon at Lambeau Field, and under it, by, <laughs> by this guy four years ago – Got like a hundred thousand views, and then it says Joe Buck is a f such a fag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, why is a man hated so much? I mean, I don't like him as an announcer, and I find him annoying. But how is he still around? It's crazy. All right, here's Joe Buck reacting to Randy Moss mooning uh, people. So let's see. Uh, hopefully, this uh, take a listen. Moss. Randy Moss is in for a touchdown. Oh, Al Harris. 
Cross without even really being able to run as he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. <laughs> it was a disgusting act. Oh, come on. And there was another one, no Collinsworth. Screw him, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Collinsworth, I'm, I'm a little... I, I'm not, um, you know, as right. As at least what is. you're saying is Collinsworth at least played in the NFL. You know, Joe Buck has done absolutely nothing his whole life. Well, yeah, I think people hate him because also his dad was an announcer, so they feel like that's how. That's basically the only reason why he's popular, is or that's basically the only reason why he has a job is because his dad was an announcer. Yeah, he's not very popular. Yeah, no, I, I I messed up. I said popular. Yeah, clearly, clearly misspoke. All right, Zach. Well, when I get home here in the Lehigh Valley, sometimes we like to, well, normally when you're on the show, we like to do a little segment called Townie Talk, where, I mean, that's pretty much what this podcast turns into regardless. But, um, yeah, where you uh, check out the local news, give us some updates about what's going on in the Lehigh Valley. I know, uh, you know, your previous stories focused a lot on basalts, that kind of shenanigans. What's been uh, what's been happening in Lehigh Valley lately? Um, not much, man. Uh, a lot of construction going on around here. You know, people <laughs> are obviously cursing that out. Twenty two still sucks. Um, this uh, one, well, the only well, we we found a couple, but one of the uh, funny things we found on the morning call was uh, some morning guy, call local newspaper there. Yeah, some guy um, got drunk, presumably on bath salts. I don't know this, but I'm guessing. <laughs> Um, although around here, I don't know where anyone else, anyone else is listening, but they're still selling four locos around here. <laughs> Remember the big, you did a big four loco show. Yeah. So I tell you, they are still selling it. Yeah. That's uh, it's Every- pretty sweet. I think they just made them change the recipe a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think everyone here is just acting like it didn't happen in places are just selling it. But, um, <laughs> a lower Salkin township man was drunk Wednesday night when he shot a handgun several times at a pumpkin across the street. <laughs> No one was injured, but a five-year-old, uh, some guy's five-year-old son was sleeping nearby when the gunshots were fired. So I'm sure, you know, he's ruined for life now that he heard that. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, I, we haven't heard, you know, we haven't heard this guy's side of the story, Zach. We're just jumping to the conclusion that it wasn't self-defense. Maybe the pumpkin was talking to him. Pumpkin, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, they've been known to talk a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people around here are actually uh, been buying guns, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, I got a bunch of samurai swords at the house in case, but <laughs> a lot of guys around here are buying guns, and I see a lot of my friends on Facebook, their pictures coming up, like, hey, here's me shooting a gun. Yeah, here's me <laughs> well, you know, going to a firing uh, range. Yeah, I shot a gun for the first time. Uh, well, was, here's the story. So I, I'm not a gun guy. Um, I never, I never fired a gun before in my life. But my girlfriend was like, hey, do you want to go? This, I think it was on, um, what was it, Uh, Veterans Day. She was like, hey, you're off from work or whatever. You're not doing anything. Hey, you want to go up to my family's ranch and fire guns? And I was like, "Uh, I I, I don't know. I'm kind of scared of guns. So I I didn't want to, but I didn't really have a good excuse not to. And I was like, all right, uh, you know, I'll give it a try and see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, we we get to the ranch. Her brother, who's a big gun guy, but also, you know, he, he breaks out like an AK-47. Yeah, isn't it weird, though, how, like, my my um, girls like the two. My brother-in-law is a um, big gun guy. Like, why is it always a girl's? Yeah, my brother's a big gun guy. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> I know. Now it's like your masculinity's question <laughs> when she's like, oh, yeah, firing a gun's so cool. It's so awesome. So she had, yeah, the brother shows up. He's like a gun expert. He's got like an AK-47, this other kind of rifle. He's got like a 9 millimeter. 
he's got a 38 special. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, well, you know, I tried firing the other one and I just pretended like I wasn't scared shitless. And then, like, it was funny. Every Anytime anyone else was shooting, I was just hiding behind the truck, but made it pretend like I was just hanging out, sipping a beer. But really, I was just <laughs> like, in case some crazy ricochet happened, I could immediately duck. I don't know why. I mean, we're hanging out, drinking beers and. I was just terrified the entire time. I remember I fired the the handgun like, you know, I shot it only like two times, and then I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> but it's just I don't know. Call me a pussy. I, I I think it's just also I realize how clumsy of an individual I am. Like I, you know, senior year I had a streak going where every time we would go out to eat for lunch, I would get something on my <laughs> oh, shirt. Yeah, I so remember that. you know, salsa, um, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, barbecue sauce, ketchup, whatever it was, wherever we went, whatever fast food restaurant we went to, I immediately would get that on my shirt. So I just know how clumsy of an individual I am. So my idea is just steer clear of stuff that can kill people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I didn't want to fire really the guns. I was like, you know what? Maybe we should just, you know, let's put them away. Let's do something <laughs> else. Like, let's box or something else yeah. like that. You know what I mean? We can do dangerous stuff, but we don't need to fire guns that yeah. can kill. Yeah. Hey, I could, you know, hey, I'll arm wrestle you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll prove that I'm a man somehow. But the gun thing, I don't know. I think it's just if you didn't grow up with guns, maybe you're, you don't feel comfortable around guns. But yeah. it's well, just like cra- yeah, it's yeah. crazy powerful. Yeah. And then- This guy's got like a muzzle loader. I'm like, I don't know. What that- oh, yeah, muzzle loader. Sure, man. I don't <laughs> know what that is. He's like, dude, you didn't even load it. You got to jam this in here. And like it's like the old school. Like, you know, he's still rocking in his truck, or he used to anyways, have a Confederate flag and everything. Like that. So I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, I don't know if I trust this guy totally that he loaded the gun properly. It's not going to just blow up and I'm going to lose an eye. Yeah. Hey, well, remember the time when Zach lost his eye? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, perfect, perfect example. We're, you know, firing the AK-47 and then, um, then all of a sudden it jams. So he takes it out. You know, there's a bullet stuck in the chamber or whatever. And uh, he's trying to figure out ways to play, take the bullet out of the chamber, like to get it oh, unstuck. God, sticking, looking down the barrel. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't doing that. But he, what he did was he was he was like looking in his truck for a tool. And I see him pull out this giant thing. I'm like, what's he doing? He's grabbing garden shears and he has them like open and he's trying to like catch the bullet with the garden shears to pull out of the thing. And my girlfriend just stepped in and was like, what are you doing? Don't do that. He goes, that probably would have worked. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's yeah, just dangerous. well, that's the thing. It probably would have worked, but maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it doesn't. Maybe the bullet explodes and all our heads are gone. <laughs> yeah, that's, dude, that's dangerous. I'm not, I'm not into that. Yeah. I'll, I'll do other stuff that makes me feel tougher than fire guns off. Yeah. I mean, whatever, you know, I mean, I, I pretended like I was into it. I don't know if I really convinced anyone. <laughs> I was just like, how how was that gun? Oh, it was really sweet and awesome. Even though uh even though yeah, I was just pretty terrified the entire time. Okay, Zach. Well we got to some uh townie talk there and uh well speaking of our uh speaking of townies, we have a uh guy we're friends with who well, let's see, he, you know, hangs around, lives with his folks, sounds like he he does a lot of uh he's really really into working out. Now he wasn't he wasn't always into working out. I don't think what's been maybe like the last few years he's gotten really into working out. Well, we yeah, we got a couple of buddies who just got like super into working out. Like I, I mean, I love working out too, but I mean, you know, they take it to the extreme, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they he's kind of pushed the meathead envelope, but he's you know, seemingly 
taking it really serious. Like you go on his Facebook page and all it is is motivational quotes, motivational pictures. He's got all his friends are like bodybuilders. You go on his Facebook wall, there's like female bodybuilders asking him what they think of this chest routine and <laughs> what they should be doing for back squats. And he's got, I mean, the guy is in incredible shape, but it sounds like that's literally all he does. He just works out 24 seven and he's, um, you know, real into training the whole nine, but now he posts these videos kind of just inspiring people, motivating them. This is a recent one he posted. <laughs> it's just a good one. Yeah. And he also, he also like just sleeps three hours a day and, and has this crazy regimented diet. I mean, Hey, God bless him that he's in that great shape, but it's just, I don't know. Just the whole thing is funny. So this is him. He posted a video about excuses people use for not training. Enjoy. Excuses people use about training. The gym is too far away. I can't stick with a routine. I lack motivation. I have to work late. My ex works out at the same gym. It's too cold out. It's too hot out. I have a hangnail. I don't want to put on bulky muscle. I've used that one. I feel bloated. I've used that one. I have to go to happy hour. Oh my god, gotta watch the Kardashians. I can't go to the gym. I'm too busy. I don't want to be sore. I'm too old. I don't have anyone to exercise with. It's too boring. The kids take up all my time. Gotta watch the Jersey Shore. I'm too weak. I don't have enough energy. My iPod's broken. My knees hurt. I'm too fat. It's pointless. I'm skinny already. <laughs> I'm just letting much. it go long because there's one I really want to hear. Arthritis. My girlfriend won't let me, bro. <laughs> My boyfriend won't let me. <laughs> Changes the page. I'm fasting. It's my birthday. It's a holiday. There's a hurricane outside. <laughs> All right, that was marry. that was basically where I was listening to the clip. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hurricane outside. That's no excuse not to go to the gym. That first off, that, are people always using that ex Oh, the old oh, There's a hurricane outside. I can't go to the gym line. How many times has you heard that? Yeah, this, this sounds more like the excuses. This should be the excuses we use to drink. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> There's a hurricane outside. I'll make a Jack and Coke. Yeah, well, actually, that uh, that segues perfectly, Zach. You survived Hurricane Sandy. Take us through. Give us your timeline. You're, you're on the East Coast. Give us your eyewitness report of what Hurricane Sandy was yeah. like. Actually, we treated it like it was really bad, but actually it wasn't that bad. We only <laughs> lost <laughs> at the flag compound. We only lost power for about uh, about an hour. No, but I would say about uh, we maybe at 10 o'clock at night, we lost power. Uh, it started getting pretty windy. I started drinking way earlier than that. <laughs> we had to. You know, we were getting a little loose, you know, living it up because, you know, it was a hurricane. 
And then um, I used all my stuff right away. I used my laptop, cell phone, and iPad all at once and blew out everything and just started going <laughs> nuts. I started going. I was freaking out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I had to queue up Steve's iPad or uh, his computer right away. Yeah, your roommate and, Steve. Yeah, we stayed up. I mean, we stayed up pretty late. Him and his girlfriend passed out. I hung out and just, you know, played on the computer and pretty much did and drank alcohol the whole night <laughs> next day went to work for two hours just to charge my stuff got the call power came back on came home started drinking i don't know <laughs> well yeah our, our our uh your roommate steve our buddy what he took off the whole week from well he didn't take off uh school they they closed school pretty much the whole week so he pretty yeah, much he works, didn't take a shower school. or anything <laughs> all week his hair was messed up he was yelling at me for not rationing the pizza he bought one pizza dude. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, yeah, he told me he was all angry at you because he goes, yeah, the power goes out. Next thing you know, Zach blasts through all his laptop batteries, all his cell phone batteries and eats three slices of pizza. And it's, you know, you guys uh, would have been up the creek. Yeah, the only reason I went to work the next day is to, um, I heard that they had a generator on. So I went there to charge all my stuff. <laughs> they were like, who who, who has a uh, power car or one of those power things? That, yeah, you power know, strip. Yeah, who's got the power strip plugged into the generator? <laughs> I was like, well, it's not me, but that is all my, my laptop and cell phone charging. <laughs> yeah, someone else is really interested in charging your laptop, your cell phone. They're just uh, dying to get you all charged up, ready to go. Yeah, Jersey, well, for us, it really wasn't that bad. Some family members lost power. You know, they were fine. Yeah. Uh, we just, I know your dad just pretty much cooked uh, Yeah, everything. my dad was, uh, my mom was saying that she thinks my dad might have enjoyed it because he, he basically, he froze a lot of food and then he was just cooking everything. Like, my parents lost power, I think, for about five or six days. And yeah, my dad would just have a fire going in the fireplace and then just do all his cooking on the gas grill. And uh, yeah, he's, I think he kind of loved, liked it. I mean, it gave him an excuse to grill more often, got him outside. You know, he's kind of living the more rustic lifestyle. Yeah, I think a bunch of people that I know liked it. If they felt like they were camping in their own place. I mean, yeah, other people kinda... were complaining, you know, obviously. Yeah, but... obviously, if. Uh, I don't know if your kid swept away on uh, long, you know, you're in Staten Island, your kid gets swept away. Yeah, sure. That's a bummer. But a lot of people just turn into like a grown up snow day. Yeah. You just hang out. And, yeah. I'm sure it's a pain losing your power. But uh, yeah, like you said, you can drink through it. Yeah. I pretty much worked a little bit Thursday, full day Friday, but Monday through Wednesday was just like a party. So I don't know. I mean, you know, if another hurricane comes, I'm not going to be mad at it, I guess. <laughs> Jersey Shore, I didn't really like much. I mean, shout out to everybody who's out of the Jersey Shore, but I didn't really like it that much there anyway. <laughs> AC's cool every now and then, but. Yeah. Well, Atlantic City, I don't know. Once you've once you've been to Las Vegas, it's tough to go back to Atlantic City and get, well, it's just tough to go back to Atlantic City, period. Yeah. Unless you're, I mean, unless you're like really hard up for gambling or like you want to go to like, you're like, you know what? I feel like going to one of the seediest strip clubs ever. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll go to AC. Exactly. Not yeah. that I've been uh, ever been or we've been to any of those. But. No, no, never. But yeah, you watch basically any of those uh, reality shows about prostitutes on HBO. They all take place in Atlantic City. So I think that gives you kind of an idea of what goes on in Atlantic City. Basically, if they use your town's backdrop to film reality shows about prostitutes, it's probably not a great place to live. Yeah, I went on a I went on a limo uh, one time to AC and got really hammered, obviously, and. I was uh, puking outside of one of those CD strip clubs, and uh, I seen a fight between, uh, like, a transvestite 
a hooker, <laughs> I guess, and some really skinny, like, black guy who looked like a, uh, he looked like just a pimp from the 70s, and they were, like, fist fighting out, and the cops pulled up, <laughs> and they looked at me, and I was like, I just looked over, and I was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. He's like, who, the cop was like, who is you, who are you? And I was like, uh, nobody. He's like, all right, nobody, then get the hell out of here. <laughs> I just took off down the street, and somehow the limo comes around the corner and picks me up. I don't know how that happened, but it was pure luck. It all worked out. What could you tell what they were arguing about? No, but I know the guy, the trend, the transvestite was like a big dude. Like I could just <laughs> tell it was a guy. Like he was built like a dude, and he just he slapped the dude look the, who looked like a pimp, and then they started going at it. And I never even told the people I was with that story because I figured they wouldn't believe me. <laughs> I was about to tell them. I was like, Nah, forget it. It almost sounds a little too crazy, right? Yeah, a little bit, but that's Atlantic City for you. Yeah, I mean the the times I've been in Atlantic City, um, yeah, it's never. Uh, so it's, it's always kind of a disaster. I don't, I think I told this story the one time, but it was senior year in high school. We uh, I was staying down with my buddy Brandon. He had a had a place uh, down in Jersey Shore. It was his parents' place, and we went and basically visited his parents. And uh, you know, our plan was like, hey, we're gonna sneak off from the folks, head up to Atlantic City, kind of you know whatever, just see what kind of trouble we could get into, see what's going on, and. Uh, so we're hanging out there, and we tell we tell his parents like, "Hey, we're going out for ice cream," and his parents are like, "All right, sure." And I I told Brain, I was like, "Well, aren't we going to be gone for a while? Shouldn't we make up some other excuse?" He's like, "Nah, it's cool. Don't worry." <laughs> so we go up to a strip club. We find that we're eighteen, so immediately we just go to a strip club in Atlantic City. Um, somehow, I think we just were able to buy beer somewhere. You know, it's Atlantic City. I don't think they really ID you that often. So we were able to buy beer. It was BYOB, so we just brought beer into the strip club. Had had a lot of fun there hanging out. I mean, I, I don't really remember that much about it. I just re- I remember it was like a regular strip club, but they also had like couches. And not like nice couches, like couches that you, you know, couches that you would see in like a frat house. And they were like part of the – they were just had them like thrown around. It was It was kind of a weird setup. Anyway, we get out of there maybe around like one or two o'clock, and we we honestly weren't wasted or anything. We you know we had a couple of beers, nothing too crazy. But we're you know we're driving back, and uh, it's one of these towns in in Jersey. A lot of them, uh, you know, there there will basically be like a sound, and then there'll be a bridge over the sound, and then there'll be like a little, you know, I don't know what you call it, a you know, peninsula basically that all the houses are located on. So we're about to drive over that bridge. Basically, there's one bridge into the... Oh, right. Yeah, I know what bridge you're talking about. Yeah, I I, forget. This is, I think this is Ocean City, New Jersey. Yeah. There's basically like one bridge in and out of Ocean City, New Jersey. We're about to drive over it, and as we're driving over it, we look up ahead and see there is a, there's a DUI checkpoint. And, you know, we're both underage. I mean, it would have been bad news, so... Brandon immediately does like a 180 on the bridge <laughs> and just drives away. And we we're just like, all right, what are we going to do? So there was a diner there. So we just sat down at the diner, just started eating and ordering food. And we're like, all right, we'll just wait out this DUI checkpoint. How long can it be? We wait like four hours. It's like 5 a.m. We look across. You can still see the cops' lights. <laughs> we're like, oh, man. And uh, yeah, so that, I mean, also, this is pre cell phone. Pre-cell phone, none of us had a cell phone, so we're just hanging out in this diner waiting for the cops' DUI checkpoint to go away. Well, we, we ended up ordering food twice. 
They, they had to have known something was up. Actually, yeah. you know what? The diner out there, they probably didn't give a shit. They no, yeah, whatever. the diner doesn't care. They'll serve drunk 18-year-olds all day. So we're just sitting there eating. Finally, like 6.30 rolls around, so the DUI checkpoint clears up. We're able to drive back. We go. We try to sneak back into Brandon's place. We go to reach for the doorknob. I remember this. Brandon was reaching for the doorknob, and instead of grabbing the right about as he grabbed the doorknob, the just door swings open. His dad's there, just so angry. Goes, "Where the fuck were you?" <laughs> and then Brandon just starts coming up with these like crazy lies, like that. Oh, we were hanging out with these kids, and then we started following them, and then we got lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were they. And then it's it's always weird lying to other people's parents. It's one thing to lie to your own parents, but then like. They're, they keep asking me what really happened. They're like, tell me the real story. I'm like, yeah, whatever Brandon said. <laughs> like, I couldn't even follow his convoluted lie. And, uh, oh, yeah, it was the worst. Because I was just sleeping on the floor. So I just like, immediately crawled into a sleeping bag and didn't make eye contact. I just tried to go to sleep while Brandon got yelled at. Did his parents I, Did his parents like you after that? They were cool after a while, right? Yeah, I mean, they were <laughs> pissed off for a little while. Obviously, they had their suspicions, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, eventually they got over it. I felt like when when we were younger, everybody's always everyone always hated me because they really didn't know my parents. So like a lot of people were like, eh, I wonder what this guy's all about. No one knows his parents, <laughs> and they would just hate on me all the time. And then like that's the same thing. Like especially Demise's parents, I always had to lie to his mom. Like he'd always be like, listen, tell my mom this, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, Miss Emilio, that's the way it is. And she'd just be looking at me like, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, no, man, she knows. She knows I'm lying to her. Yeah. I mean, mom's mom's definitely have an ability to see through bullshit. I, that, really, honestly, mom should be interrogating these terrorists. I feel like we could we should really just capture some of these terrorist moms and get them to investigate. I feel like if you captured a guy's mom, you could really get him to crack. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of a biological thing. It's. Your mom can see through your stuff, and uh, she she could figure it out. Yeah, like that that one time we were leaving for that concert, and um, I knew you had already previously been in trouble for something. So you're like, oh, right before cell phone. So I called you, and you picked up the phone. You're like, listen, just when you get here, honk the horn. I'll come out and just leave right away. (laughs) And our one friend Clint was driving. He pulls up, and he had like a little SUV, and um. Or no, it was a Jeep, actually. It was a Jeep. And and um she came out, she's like, Sean, where are you going? I'll be back later. What time <laughs> what time are you gonna be back? I don't know. You just jump in a car, you're like, quick, go. And he's like, Wait, what? Because your mom's like walking towards she's like, last thing I remember her saying, she's like, Is that a cooler in the trunk? Yeah. You're like, dude, go. <laughs> well, that's a funny thing. Our uh the buddy who was picking this up ironically was like totally straight edge. Yeah. And that was that was great to have him around in high school as a guy who could drive to stuff. Although he was so straight edge, he wouldn't even really want to go to fun places where drinking were, would be going on. So it, it would it was really tough to take advantage of that yeah. as far as uh, having a designated driver. Definitely, I took advantage of him several times. I'm not going to lie, but <clears throat> one time, or I know for sure, like his girlfriend was a good friend of ours and always had parties, and uh, he would uh, come early and then just lecture everybody about how not to ruin the house, and he would leave. <laughs> then he would leave while the party was going on with his girlfriend there, and everyone's drinking and hanging out. Yeah, like, no, that, that's, that's got to be tough. I don't know. I mean, it's funny. You just sound like complete maniacs. Like, it's got to be tough not <laughs> drinking in high school. <laughs> but I, I don't know. How else do you become popular or how else do you pick up chicks? I feel like all the cool stuff I did in high school somehow involved drinking. Now, I know that doesn't sound great, but really, I mean, partying, hanging out with your buddies, 
doing wacky stuff, chicks. No, it all revolved around drinking for the most part. Am I wrong? No, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, look yeah, at all I mean, the that's times. Why, that's why people think drinking's cool because yeah. it leads to a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, listen, if it was just me and you and like two of our friends hanging out in my basement, you think anyone wants to come? Doubtful. <laughs> no. You know? But when I was, when we wanted girls to come and be like, hey, listen, you know, we're having a little thing. We're going to have some music. Uh, there's going to be a lot of drinking going, oh, oh, really? You guys are. Oh, okay. If you guys are getting some beers, we'll come over. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Drinking was always the, uh, yeah, I mean, it was always the key to getting women. Well, and also, I had the advantage in high school. A, I looked much older. I also had the fake ID with the uh, legendary name Jason Beasley. That became, that was basically our code name for underage drinking was Jason Beasley. Well, it, talking about lying to parents' moms, that we created this character, basically, Jason Beasley who it was like a good go-to because you could all just say you're going to Jason Beasley's house, even though he wasn't a guy that existed. And it would be – your parents would be like, I don't know this. Who are Mr. and Mrs. Beasley? And they wouldn't be able to ever figure yeah. it out because Jason Beasley didn't exist. Yeah, he was the fall guy for everything. <laughs> uh, Mom, I'm going over to Be- – or I'd be like, Dad, I'm going over to the Bees' house. Who's the Bees? Jason. Yeah. My dad was funny as my dad – he didn't know any of my friends. He only recognized faces every now and then. Yeah. He – didn't care to learn anyone's name. He's like, I don't care about your Nimrod friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Classic dad line. Yeah, but then when when the B thing came up, he he definitely he was figuring he knew something was up with it. He just wasn't sure exactly what. Yeah. Well, we probably overdid it, like crowbarring his name in all the time and coming up with fake nicknames for Jason Beasley. And yeah, I mean, sadly, there probably is a guy out there named Jason Beasley. Maybe he's uh, that's probably it's probably worth googling figuring out. What a guy, you know, who he would, uh, who he would kind of look like, or what his deal was. But yeah, I mean, having the fake ID, and then also I, I looked older, so uh, you know, I was a, uh, it was a big way to score some points back in the day. Was uh, being able to be the guy who'd come pick up beer. I remember specifically, well, I had a couple different moves. One move I had was uh, I would work. I worked at my uncle's hardware store, so I worked there Saturday mornings. After the shift there, I would, I'd wear my work uniform and I'd make sure to put like a lot of oil on it. And <laughs> then I'd just come into the beer distributor and be like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Yep, another tough day at the office. Yep, just give me a case of that Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> yeah, you know they'd always be like, oh, man, got you working Saturdays, huh? Yep. Yeah, well, they'd immediately sympathize with another guy working Saturdays. Plus, it was right down the street, so he knew it was like a real business that existed. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a great go-to move. Rarely did I uh, ever get ID'd there. And then also there was this other place. It was kind of out in the boonies a little bit. Or, I mean, the boonies for the Lehigh Valley. Or it was just a little bit out there. On you shacks. I don't know. I don't know what kind of wacky name that was. But that was that was another place we would just drive out there, you know, pick up booze, bring it back. It was a – yeah, I don't know, man. It was – it's weird how much of my life back then was just – Figuring out ways to get alcohol and then getting alcohol. Yeah, I remember uh, thinking uh, as a kid, like, or basically a kid in high school, thinking, man, once I can buy beer legally and buy alcohol legally, my life will be so much easier. Yeah, that's <laughs> it just dude, an those, insane waste of time and money. Even though it was only like a, you know, now it feels like a, it's like a half hour, 20 minute trip to where Anya Shocks actually used to be, which yeah. was also a beer distributor out of a guy's garage, <laughs> yeah. which I don't think is legal anymore. No. But when that was happening, it was awesome. We just, it'd be like, oh man, all right, everybody get your money in. We got to roll down and try to pick up cases. Yep. And it would be like, oh man, can I go long? No, stay here. 
You know, we're rolling down. We got to pick up the beer. And then everybody beat already at the spot and we'd come rolling up. Dude, we got two cases. <laughs> yeah. Although I never went. I always acted like I helped buy the cases, but I never went in though. You always had to go in. Yeah. Well, I looked older, man. That was the, uh, that was my gift and my curse of, uh, looking older than I actually am. I was just hiding in the car the whole time, hoping you would <laughs> like, just, please you let like get out. The lookout guy, just in case shit got crazy. Yeah, dude, didn't you show the the guy, he didn't even ask for your ID, he was like a really, really old guy, and he was like, I can't even see it, just take it. All yeah. right, sir. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. I think I might, I don't remember, I might have even showed my real ID at one point, <laughs> just because the guy, you could tell, he was this old guy, and he would barely look at it, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill myself, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it, basically, yeah, basically, I'm not going to kill myself. Trying to make this fake ID or, or, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. That guy didn't give a shit. He was like, no. just give me 20 bucks, kid, and get the yeah, hell Yeah, I remember out of the here. one time I got the uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Well, I mean, first off, that should have been a tip off that I was underage. So it was just constantly buying Mike's Hard Lemonade. That was, uh, yeah, it was like a real thing back in the day. There was like a wave in high school where Mike's Hard Lemonade became super popular. It was, it was right when it first came out. And then I remember I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm drinking a six-pack right before I go to uh, the football game. And I was going to go with <laughs> Elnora Kunish's or Jones' old girlfriend's younger sister. I'm like, dude, this is going to be awesome, man. She had real big cans. I was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it didn't didn't happen because I drank a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade and I felt like someone shivved me in the stomach, dude. I was like in a bathroom just like, oh, my stomach. Stuff's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. No, it's uh yeah, any of those beers that are just super acidic y, super sweet. We got a keg from there though. From Yeah, Johnson. we got a keg there for the legendary green high school party. Well it's funny because uh, we were talking about, you know, my brother, younger guy, he's what, like eight years younger than me. We're talking about him, you know, like, hey, be a little bit more discreet about partying or getting in trouble like that. And then, <laughs> and then we're remembering, we're reminiscing about all the stuff we did. And I was like, yeah, can't really talk. Cause <laughs> yeah, no, but it seems so for to us now, he seems so much when yeah, at the he time seems, he, seems he seems so flagrant. Yeah. He seems really flagrant and really blatant. But in reality, probably we were doing the Wait. same thing. Like when my parents went away for a week, of course I had a huge party and, uh, yeah, it was, we got that keg from Anya Shocks. I remember. I specifically remember the guy asking if I wanted a keg tub, a keg, and I was like, "How much is that?" And the guy's like, "Well, to rent a keg tub is three dollars." <laughs> I made the wise, nah. sensible fiscal choice of saying, "No, I don't want to pay three dollars to rent this extra keg tub." I have, I've, you know, I have garbage cans back at the house. Those work just as well. I don't need, I don't need some stupid keg tub. Yeah, the problem was you guys. Drag your garbage cans and ripped holes in the bottom. Yeah, well, uh, over over the years of dragging the cans in and out, there were holes in the bottom of it, which I didn't really do the math on. So we fill, we take the garbage can down to the basement, fill it up with ice, and uh, slowly it starts leaking, which wouldn't be a problem in a normal or a normal basement. But this is a uh, finished basement, and to make matters worse, it has like this shag carpeting. Yeah, so carpeting is so awesome. Yeah, so it basically, I mean, like twenty minutes into the party, a good you know eighth of the uh, ice had melted, and it was just it was like two to three inches of water in that in the in the uh, in the in the basement there, and people were just stop tromping around. Guys were smoking cigars downstairs, <laughs> cigarettes, <laughs> yeah, cigars, it was just cigarettes, cigar. Everything weed and just beer water it was just, it was just a swamp of debauchery 
And I, I, we had like one little fan running. I was like, yeah, this will take care of it. Wait, and then Jones puked in that. Um, he puked in one of those like uh, things that your like grandmother ain't get you for Christmas, like a tub of like three different types of popcorn. Yep. They're like, oh, great, awesome. I got another tub. <laughs> yeah. Throw in the pile. But yeah. he ended up. It was an empty one because we had nothing to eat here. Everyone ate that, and then he puked in it like. <laughs> Filled it a quarter of the way up, too. Yeah, he uh, puked in the parking – or, yeah, in the popcorn uh, tin. And then, um, yeah, well, I ended up getting busted because the Jones, that same guy – well, there was a there was a lot of incidents. He was kind of like throwing mail around in the house, just you know, normal dumb kid stuff. But then he went outside and was uh, jump kicking one of the trees outside, and uh, that really alerted the neighbor that there was some shenanigans going on. So my mom. You got this. I get this weird question from my mom. Like, was one of your friends <laughs> jump kicking my tree? <laughs> so it's a tough question to answer. I was like, no, that's ridiculous. Why would anyone jump kick a tree? Which is the right answer. Why would anyone jump kick a tree? But in the moment, at the time, it totally made sense. Yeah, well, because not only was he drunk, but he was mad because while he was asleep, <laughs> the guys took his shirt off. You. To undid his belt so when he would stand up he would fall down <laughs> then they drew swastikas and dicks all over his head and then when he stood up they had the they sectioned the coffee table slightly over his head so that way when he stood up he drilled the coffee he drilled his head on the coffee table tried to make a move pants go down on his ankles he dives punches at him in the groin and then after that it was a melee no one could control him <laughs> yeah he was he was really he woke up he he went through that uh the melee as Zach described it and then he was just so fired up the rest of the night. I think that's, I think we like made him go outside and then that's when he started kicking the tree. I mean, there was little escaping that I was going to get in trouble for that. And it was weird because I remember there was like a time where I was like, okay, I know I'm going to get busted for this. But I was like, well, may as well just enjoy these last couple of days before <laughs> my parents come back. So and you got grounded. Yeah. I got, uh, got really uh, drunk and, uh, yeah. Just a, had a grand old time. I couldn't tell you exactly what I did. Well, Music Fest, that was always the big thing in uh, Bethlehem. Music Fest, they have this five-day music festival or whatever, where it's a lot of just like random musicians and bands playing in these tents, and then they have people walking around getting beer and food. It's really just kind of a reason to walk around and get drunk and eat you know, pierogies for five hours. But in high school, that was the thing to do is to – Go down there and walk. That was kind of like instead of the boardwalk, that was our thing. Like music fest, you know. You you get uh, usually get like a vodka and water or like vodka and Gatorade bottle, something yeah, vodka and Sprite. And you go there and just get drunk and walk around and try to talk to chicks. Yeah, I could pretty much do a whole hour podcast on my own about incidents from music fest between hours and just watching other shit go down. Yeah, that guy. Remember when that guy got drunk and punched a horse? <laughs> yeah, there was there? a uh, there was a police report that this this poor horse, this horse has been through a lot. Was, I think his name is Rusty. He's a legit police officer because he's a horse. And uh, yeah, the same horse. Well, first off, the horse got hit by a car once. A drunk guy hit him. It didn't sound like <laughs> it, it didn't sound like it destroyed him or whatever. But he he got he got spooked by it for sure. And uh, Rusty, the horse, was out patrolling. Next thing you know, a um, yeah, really drunk guy gets into it with the uh, 
you know, with the cops or whatever. I, I don't, I don't remember the exact story, but he, the guy, he gets really mad and he takes a swing at the horse. The yeah. horse got punched in its horse head. Yeah, he punched it right in the mouth. The story, I don't know exactly what happened either. The story that I like to believe is that he said, "What are you looking at? Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Why the long face yeah. horse? Boom, punches and then him he, right in the yeah, face. Yeah, he just hits him with a, uh, yeah." Well, the crazy thing was, I remember reading about it. I mean, A, because it's kind of a crazy story, but B, um, he was, uh, they charged him with like assaulting an officer, which is yeah. a really serious charge. Yeah, I remember, dude, that, that was, uh, that was in the paper. And then there was also in the paper, the, when I worked at Valley Farm Market, it was a local grocery store. Um, one of the guys there, son got into it with the cops and a whole bunch of people, I was standing right there, a whole bunch of people got into it with the cops. It was like a huge fist fight going on. People were tackling the cops. Then some guy, I'll never forget, some guy picked up one of the police officer's hats and put it on and was like, look at me, I'm a cop. And they tasered him right in front of everybody. <laughs> it was insane. That'll teach him. Yeah. Look at me, I'm a cop. <laughs> Dude, Music Fest is crazy. I, don't, I still don't get how they're allowed, that's allowed to go on down there. Really. Well, it's like anything. It makes the state a lot of money, so the state's like, hey, sounds good to me. Sign us up. Yeah, it's a weird grouping of like people who want to come down and see like bro- like a bluegrass festival yeah, it's at like, some point. <laughs> it's and like, then like a lot of underground, like jazz and stuff. And then you got – and then not to mention it's near Southside Bethlehem. So then you got you know crazy people down there like you – know, Southside Bethlehem is the – you know, less nice side of Bethlehem. Yeah. So then, like, you know, you always see, like, people get stabbed down well, there. It is, and... Yeah, it's like you said, it's a weird mix. It's like drunk teenagers, drunk adults, and then polka enthusiasts. Like, people <laughs> who legitimately are there, they dress up in the lederhosen, they're, yeah. really, they're really dead set on enjoying some polka, and they don't care, damn be all everyone else, they're going to enjoy some polka and have a good time. Oof. And I, I, speaking of that, I remember... Um, I was drunk, and I did go to the polka tent, and, uh, you know, we were just hanging out, and just, you know, you're a kid in high school, you're fucking around, so I'm out there dancing, making a complete ass of myself, not thinking anything of it, and then the next day, I go into work at the hardware store, and everyone is like, whoa, hey, heard you know how to do the chicken dance, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Apparently, apparently one of the guys... At the hardware store, was watching the live feed like on the local cable channel that's like you know, plays like high school basketball games and stuff like that, and you know basically just broadcast the weather and the time and temperature. They all they ran a live feed from the polka tent, and this guy was drunk in his house watching it, saw the whole thing, and like could not wait to the next morning just bust my chaps. Yeah, they that live feed is mostly from the polka tent because they put it anywhere else. They'll be in trouble because yeah. they'll see something crazy going on. <laughs> yeah, you'll see a guy throwing up or some eighteen-year-olds chugging vodka. Yeah, I, I'm we. I just got arrested for um, uh, public urination down there because the porta potties are just like they're out of control, packed. So I just went and peed on the railroad tracks, and the guy got all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pee on the railroad tracks. Those are nice railroad tracks. How dare you! How dare you, sir? How dare you urinate on our railroad tracks? But yeah, I mean, this was before they put in a casino on the south side of Bethlehem, and that brought in a whole, a whole other batch of, a uh, whole other, you know, seedy kind of uh, batch of people. Apparently, like, there's a lot of random theft that goes on at the casino. A lot of, a uh, lot of troublemakers. Now you're talking. I think we were talking a little bit about it the last time, but 
Weren't you saying there's all these issues with the uh, Asian folks who are like gambling there all the time? Oh yeah, they um, well they bust people and they bust Asians in. Um, it's crazy down there. There's so many Asian people at the casino. It's like it really is like a another country, like a yeah. third world country. Down no, there. it is. It is totally weird because there was not like an Asian population at all really in the Lehigh Valley, and now they come in by bus every couple hours. Like they just bring in truckloads of. People who are, you know, Chinese people and Korean people, especially, I think, are really into gambling. Like, it's a cultural yeah, thing. They have all these new games that I don't even understand. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid to gamble at them because it's like, it looks like it's trouble. There's like a thing that they shake these dice in, and then there's cards <laughs> oh, involved. Oh, yeah. Pie, uh, Pie Gal. Yeah. And then they like, and then one person yells, and they all get mad and they're waving money. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's cool to get drunk and go down there and watch them. You know, if you got nothing to do, you can go down there and watch them argue and stuff. Then there's one room where it's like a bus waiting room yeah but it's all asian people and they're just passed out everywhere they're just well, yeah sleeping and we everywhere. were uh, we we kind of got to the bottom of the the last time you were on or someone was telling us about it that i guess what they do is they come here for like three days and they just gamble straight for three days they don't even bother getting a room if they need to rest they just go and hang out in the bus terminal and just take a nap yeah. What bothers our, me is how how do they have enough money to be gambling for three days straight? I can't gamble I for know. two hours. Yeah, I know. I'm out of cash. <laughs> <laughs> where did yeah? It's a weird uh, discrepancy where you have enough to go on a forty seventy two hour gambling binge, but you don't have enough to spring on the room. I mean, just common sense would say like these they have enough money for the room. They just. Are so manic about their gambling, they don't care. Yeah, and they love smoking. They love smoking. It's like well, that's our. Thing. I mean, honestly, that that is crazy because China. What do they have? One billion people, and they all seemingly love to smoke. But it doesn't. It doesn't affect <laughs> their population at all. They're growing faster than ever. They love to smoke. They love to gamble, which you think would shave years <laughs> off your life, but instead, it just made them stronger and more virile. Yeah, the, a lot of the people are older down there, but the the smoking is is disgusting, man. Like every, they're just nonstop lighting up cigarettes. The ashtrays are filled up, and since they don't speak English, I just see just horrific things of them screaming at the girls walking by with the <laughs> they're like girls who have never worn heels before, just walking by with trying to you know give them drinks, and they're just screaming. Most of the time, they want napkins because they <laughs> they steal napkins and they steal toilet paper. So for whatever reason, I don't know. But, yeah, see, and, that's that. And as, a, as a guy who gambles too much, this makes me feel a lot better. Like I haven't, I haven't resorted to stealing paper towels or toilet paper to save a couple bucks to play blackjack. So yeah. that's I, one. That's one consolation. I was bullshitting with the one guy, and he's like, "Well, we had to take out." He's like, "Rough, rough week or whatever." We had to take out all the. Uh, um, napkin holders or whatever in the bathrooms like why he's like because and he points over to like a huge group of asians and he's just waving his hand back and because they keep stealing them so they had to put in they put in like hand dryers and stuff like that now yeah well it's better for the environment that's and, true uh, Save the tree. it's better for the environment all around so good times there uh let's see here what else we got going on um looks like breaking dawn yeah breaking dawn's hit the box office that's what that's the uh Oh, that's the uh, Twilight movie, one of the uh, vampire movies. Wasn't one of your uh, one of your buddies was going to see that, right? Yeah, Steve actually went to go see it. <laughs> Buck went to go no, see that's... it. Sadly, I have a few friends that went to go see it. I mean, I would never. I mean, I guess if I was trying to woo a female, maybe I would consider going to see it. But I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. any any movie my mom and sister go to see as a group, like they're dying to see. Why would you? 
Why would you go see it? I, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine anything goes on in a vampire movie that I'm going to be interested in. Dude, Twilight sucks. Yeah. It's one of these things where people are like, hey, have you ever seen it? No, but I, I know something. I know whether I'm going to be interested in it or not. I can look at the movie Twilight and objectively say it probably doesn't have a lot for me. Isn't there like a Rams-Bengals game on or something <laughs> yeah, I could be exactly. watching? Right. They create, that's why they created Thursday Night Football, so that we could have another thing to watch besides the movie Twilight. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm not going to go see Twilight. I feel good about it. Yeah, do I need to bash the movie Twilight for no reason? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I kind of do. I feel like, why is this $141 million? That's a lot of money. And it's just emboldening these people to create more crap. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I've seen the werewolf guys doing some type of commercials now. <laughs> the hell with that guy, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of these things that just kind of annoys me. Anything that chicks are really into as a group that isn't me, I, I find annoying. Naturally, just kind of – maybe I'm just jealous of the movie Twilight and all the attention it gets and knowing that I'll never be a part of uh, the movie Twilight. The one movie – now, this movie is coming out, Silver Linings Playbook, which is – now, this is funny for a lot of reasons. First off, they cast Bradley Cooper as an Eagles fan, which if you've ever – if you know anything about sports or just the city of Philadelphia in general, I don't care. I think he might actually be from the Philadelphia area, but let's be honest. Bradley Cooper is not the normal makeup of a Philadelphia Eagles fan, Zach. Like, they're <laughs> no. much, much uglier people. They're Danny DeVito-looking guys with giant guts and no hair. And they're pissed off and drunk and yeah. they're not in good shape or have nice flowing hair. No, you've never, you've never been impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles fan amazing hair. The average – I mean, Eagles fans are like guys like my dad who are wrestling his brother at the stadium. You know, bald guys who, yeah, probably drank a couple too many beers, had too many crab fries down at the stadium. But they had this really good-looking guy playing Eagles fan. All right, fine, whatever. Now it turns out – it turns out you watch the uh, you watch football on Sundays and they keep playing clips. They they basically have a trailer for the movie and it makes it seem like football's a lot is a big part of the movie. But then you watch the real. They have two different trailers. They have a real. They have like the trailer that they actually use, and it has nothing to do with football at all. It just seems like. My buddy Ryan said, yeah, you watch the non-football trailer that they play. It just basically looks like a romantic comedy where the couple happens to go to a football game once. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of them trying to piggyback. Uh, Listen, here's the thing. Let us have our football. All right. Don't try to encroach. Don't try to jam in these romantic comedies. And you guys can have your Twilight. I feel like we can create a separate but equal stance here where Bradley Cooper, you be in the movie Twilight. Get a guy like uh, John Goodman to play the character in Silver Linings Playbook and have it be actually about real Eagles fans. And uh, I think that'll solve a lot of the movie industry's problems. If that was real, I'd want to see just huge hits and guys getting drilled. And um, guys getting concussions, yeah. drinking yeah. wings, you know, grills, <laughs> um, beer pong, you know, that type of stuff. Fire, you know, <laughs> just stuff like that. It just sounds so much cooler than that. I other love shit. how primal it gets. At a, uh, that's that's what people don't understand is how primal a tailgate can get. Uh, literally, you drive in there as a civilized member of society, and then you know, two hours later, you're blackout drunk, just staring at a fire. 
thinking about different guys you want to throw in the fire, just like chaining meats. <laughs> like you just eat red meat and you you want to break stuff and hurt people. It really it really does something to your psychology. Yeah, the I just uh, one I'll never forget is uh, uh the Tuesday night game that we were going to. We were going to the Sunday game and it was like threatening nor'easter snow. Yeah, and it did, it did snow like a foot foot and a half or some crazy thing who knows what it was but we're on the way they send us home we can't go games canceled we come back on a tuesday night now granted you figure we're like ah, maybe we'll get there you know i had to work tuesday so i'm like all right i know i'm taking off wednesday but we'll go down you know probably won't be that bad you know traffic and yeah. wrong everyone has everyone has to work on wednesday they don't care we just go there <laughs> no, get no. hammered everybody's drinking i got a fire lit it's dark no one can see the uh, one thing i remember is people just kept falling like people just kept like because it was so dark and all we had lit was a fire and they wouldn't put the um like the street lights on in the parking lot so people just kept falling over and then on the walk-in dude your your brother was hammered he just kept screaming birds birds <laughs> and then people are just it all started when one guy kicked a beer bottle like he was yep. kicking a field goal, and it was like <laughs> crashed. Then next you know, everyone's picking up beer bottles and throwing cans, kicking people's cars so the alarms are going off, <laughs> flipping, shaking cars yeah, for no reason. Yeah, flipping um, like porta potties, and everyone screaming. It was all for the love of the Eagles. I understand it. Yeah, you know, but it was all just going say, in before the game, getting hyped up for a Tuesday night game, which they proceeded to loss and uh, proceeded to lose. And that was really the beginning of the end for the team, the franchise. <laughs> that game was the beginning of the end, if you think about it. Yeah, and it was all because these pussies at the NFL canceled the game because there were six inches of snow. That's insane that they canceled that game. We, we were driving down to that game. We had already left. We would have been fine. We would have played that game on a Sunday. The you know snow would have slowed down their quarterback. We would have won that game. Everything would have been right in the world. Instead, no, they canceled the game. It got rescheduled for Tuesday. Life's never been the same. All right, Zach, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening at home. Make sure you check out uh, Zach. Throw out your plugs there for finishers. All right, yeah, man, you got to check out Finishers Jiu Jitsu on Facebook. Search that Finishers at Finishers underscore MMA on Twitter. We're doing big things. Shout out to my whole crew, 10th Planet. That's how we do it. You know it. And uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Of course, Comedy Garage is now weekly. It's going to be every Thursday. Not this Thursday, of course, because that's Thanksgiving. But every Thursday, 8 o'clock, 1836 West Sunset at Rafa's Lounge in Echo Park. So make sure you check us out there. Shout out to Rafa. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on ShantiGreen.com. The Green Room with Sean Green. Keep up the great work. See you later. Download archived episodes at 247comedy.com and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. You should have seen she was really naive. Shit, she was still only 19. And he was many years older. But he seen her walk by in them tight jeans. And he looked at her like, that's my queen. Cause he thought that he could mold her, but it's over, yeah. no. Larry was a 39-year-old.